Hold on. I saw this yesterday from Dockich. Dan Dockich is a, uh, a former IU player. And then he went on to coach at IU for a long time under Bob Knight. He was a head coach in college basketball for many years. Um, broadcaster for ESPN for a lot of years. Most importantly, friend of the program. Yeah, and he's a friend of the program. And uh, he's been coming on with us for many years. We go on his show. And uh, we've had a great friendship with Dan Dockich. And I, I was reading on Twitter something that he was putting out there. You know, and Josh McDaniels is back in the news now. He looks for a quarterback. And could Tom Brady go to Vegas and everything like that? And if you remember, too, like the Indianapolis Colts were the team to give him that second chance. And they were the team right after he had the, the fallout with Denver and yes. it didn't work. and Went back to New England. Right. And then he had the success. And then he, he took the Colts job. And then he backed out of the Colts job, and no one ever knew, like, what happened there. And Dockage was tweeting about, like, something that happened. Dan's got a ton of resources and a ton of sources inside that organization. Yes, and, and you know, we were... Or we, surrounding that organization. We, we called, we called Dockage up when it came to Chuck Pagano. And yes. we're like, hey, he's got big shoes to fill after Vic Fangio. Is he like Vic Fangio? And Dockage told us, no. Yeah. And he was he was pretty much right, yeah. you know, and uh, and and other things. And hopefully, Eberflus will be good. And like, there are a lot of things that there. I think Danny's skeptical of that one. As well. Maybe we could work out a deal for the number one pick too. That's what but, we're going to work. What we, what we wanted to know more about awkward bathroom stuff. And Dockage ended up tweeting about this that there was an awkward amount of bathroom stuff going on with Ursay and the McDaniel's family. That led to backing out of the job, and it led to our topic, what is awkward bathroom time? Well, you mentioned something about an hour, close to an hour. That's what Dockage tweeted, yeah. yeah. So I wanted to learn more, and instead of just going to his Twitter timeline, let's get a friend of the show on the show. Yeah. Dan Dockage joins Waddle and Sylvie right now. Dan, how the <laughs> hell are you? Question. Do you ever go to the bathroom in somebody else's hotel room? Wow, this happened in a hotel room? No, 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 no. I'm just asking you a question. Oh, in somebody else's hotel room. So wait a minute. So like say if I had to wait wait a minute. We're both staying at the Marriott. Right. You and I, and you're in eight oh one and I'm in twelve fifty seven. For whatever reason I stop by your room because we're gonna walk over to the to the arena together. No and I'm like, Oh dude, I'm sorry, but I gotta go. No, you go back up to twelve fifty seven. Am I am I going number one? Am I dropping a deuce? You gotta tell me which one am I doing. Well, one's fine. Okay, you're gonna tell me you're gonna kick me back down to my own room if I've got to go. I want to go back down to my own room. Yeah. Yeah. What's the answer in your mind? Me? Yeah. I have a policy. I never. uh, I mean, I'm not afraid to. You know, you're you know number one, but number two, no, no, no. I I never do that in anybody else's room. Wow, you don't uh, play fact, road games. Eddie, you only play home games. I only play home games when it comes to a hotel. Uh, I had Benetti on today, my Outkick show in the morning, and he he told the grossest story I've ever heard about <laughs> two minor leaguers that made a five five day road trip and they bet all of their meal money first person to flush the toilet, and it was the grossest <sighs> story because they didn't <sighs> flush for five days, <sighs> right? That's so out of. <laughs> you know? I would never thought Jason Benetti, would tell that. Out of all people, Benetti told you <laughs> I, this. Oh, he's told 
Benetti and I have a very great. We've been. Uh, he's been almost arrested with me by a cop <laughs> at Michigan State, and it's, it's it's chaos. It's chaos with Benetti and I when we were on the road together. But no, Ursay. Why do people assume? Can I ask you this? Yeah. Yes. McAfee hit me up today, and he saw the tweet and he talked about it on his show. And Pat, you know, was talking about what you're talking about dropping a deuce. And Ursay, why couldn't he have been on the phone? I don't know whether he was on the phone. I don't know, but I know this. Um, the the McDaniels were leery of Ursay, and they were leery that Andrew Luck, which turned out to be true, uh, was not going to be in it for the long haul. But they were going to take the job because there's only 32 of them. And what my guy sent me last night, which was 1,000% I believe him, and he's a gr- unbelievable source and has been for, you know, five years, well, maybe not that long, but he's like, hey, all right, I've been holding on to this. I'm going to give this to you. Uh, and it's that, you know what, McDaniel's wife, it was like an hour, dude goes to the bathroom, and I don't know if he's on the phone. I don't know what he was doing. And I didn't say anything. Nobody's told me, but he was there for about an hour. And let me let me ask you this. That's unbelievable. When you go, when you go to someone's house, like I think when I go to someone's house to use the bathroom, I feel like two things: the clock is ticking, yeah, and if I'm going number two, I got to know where the glade is. I got to know. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, that's how I look at it. But he hung in there for close to an hour. I've been told. That is like, I mean, look, I've never met Jim Ursay. I've heard stories. He's just, you know, a very different personality. Does, does that even strike you, Danny, as odd with regard to... It would be odd if it was you or me, but is it odd yeah. considering it's Jim Irsay? Um, You know, I, I've been told that, you know, he he, he would Bobby Knight it. When I worked for Coach Knight, I mean, we, actually, I think Isaiah Thomas or, or a guy on their team, maybe it was Chuck France, kept a log on how late Coach Knight was for meetings. And that was a big thing with Ursa. He would call a meeting at 7, and he wouldn't get there until 10 and expect everybody to hang around. But hell, he's a billionaire his boss. <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, if you're there, I was I always equated to recruiting. You know, Tommy, you got recruited. Coach comes in your house. You know, you're trying to hire this guy. Yeah. Or you did hire, And all of a sudden, you're going to go in the bathroom for an hour? Yeah, I don't care who it is. I've met Jim Irsay, and he's he's – you know he's 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 normal guy to the, for the most part at least when I met him and yeah I think an hour in someone's house is like hey what the hell are we doing here I, yeah I think it is odd no matter it who is. the person yeah is. yeah I, I, if maybe I knew, it was a test maybe it was Ursay was putting <laughs> McDaniel's through his first test what test is like that to see how he would react with a little adversity to so a man camped out in his commode yes, like how would he react test, and, test, and he quit and he showed be, him hey, you're gonna. The test could be, you're going to be my head coach. You're going to be waiting on me a lot. So get used to it. Are you going to stay there? Have the wine and cheese still out? Are you going to go to bed? Are you going to just... Maybe that is a test. I didn't think about that, Sylvie. That's clever. Maybe it was a test. And he showed you he quit. And and you know how he... he Listen, Jim Irsay's coach hiring techniques aren't the greatest in the world. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. I mean, am I right about that? Oh, my God. Hey, look... um, this whole Jeff Saturday thing, and and here's the I think I don't know if I came on with you guys, but so Saturday backstabbed the living hell out of Frank Reich. He wanted the job, and he wanted the job, and it all started when he was here, 
for his induction into the Ring of Honor, and they got an anvil, and he hit the anvil, and he started that. But what they said was that, well, Jeff's been an advisor. No, he has. No, no, he has not. Unless you consider an advisor that, well, they call up and say, hey, Jeff, we want you in the Ring of Honor. He, he said as much. He <laughs> Saturday said, well, this all started when Jim called me and wanted you know to know what was going on during a game. And I wasn't even watching the game. Well, let me ask you, if you're an advisor, aren't you watching the game? I mean, it, 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 so Saturday backstabs Reich big time, gets Reich out of there. They give him the job. He says, look, if I'm horrible, if I'm horrible, I'll leave. Well, he couldn't have been worse. <laughs> but, but yet he, after the season was over, he's making excuses. Well, I took this job, and obviously I took it because there were things going wrong. If I get the job, no, 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 no. Jeff Saturday said, I don't know how this is going to go, bro. But, bro, I have been a leader of men. If I'm good at this, we'll find out. If I'm bad, I'll say hey and walk away. He could not have been worse. I'm waiting for him to live up to his bro man word and walk out. He hasn't. He won't. Uh, and I would not be surprised if Ursay hired him. Well, he just he did, he did had a formal interview for yeah. the job today, right? Yeah, which is stunning when you think about, like, I know five different players none of them respect the dude i mean he came in with i i me me i i i and look hey he may you know but let's be honest there's a generation of kids that think of michael jordan as nothing more than an underwear salesman i mean people move on they forget (laughs) yeah you know what i mean i mean nobody's remembering the center you know and he came in with all this i me i i i i and and you know tom i've never been in nfl locker rooms you have but i gotta i gotta think after all the crap you go through you know, in the preseason and then in the the, ex, or the, uh, the the preseason games, the preseason camp, you got games, you get your brains beat out. Yeah. That last thing you need is somebody coming in with a bunch of eyes telling you, you know, in the middle or to the end of the season. So, and then the other thing is Colts have had eight weeks. Colts got rid of, you know, they're on their 14th or 12th interview, something like that. Yeah. You, you, Danny, how, how, how difficult was it? Like, I worked with Jeff at, at ESPN. I loved him. He's a great guy. I mean, like, I can't. Likes. Yeah, a fabulous guy. I mean, was it an out-of-the-box hire? Or was it weird? Yeah, absolutely. And, and they did not have any success. So, I mean, you know, the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. Right. How did the established, like, I know Foxy well, too. I haven't talked to him about this, but John Fox and... You know, you had a couple of uh, Gus Bradley was there, mm-hmm. too, right? I mean, how did some yeah. of the guys who have been head coaches in the league at least once, if not a couple of times, handle that situation? Well, everybody told me um, Gus Bradley was a champ, man. Gus Bradley was like, look, um, I like this defense. You know, I'm doing what I'm doing, and uh, I'll let somebody else, you know, handle it. John Fox, I heard, really wanted the job. Now, I know he was there with you guys and, yeah. and seems to be a, an uber-nice guy. Uh, but, you know, the it, the whole thing was a little bit out. Scott Milanovic, who was the quarterback's coach, he did not want the play calling. He did not want his name attached to any of this. So he, you know, they they brought up, I guess, he was kind of like an intern to be the play caller, 24-year-old kid, who by all accounts is a great dude and a really smart kid. But come on, I mean, that's what you're doing and they were only a game out of the playoffs at the time. So the word I got was Bradley was like, I'm a team player. I'll do whatever at the defense. But I, I'm telling you, um, this whole deal was done very clandestinely behind the back uh, of 
of Frank Reich by Jimmy Ursa. Jimmy Ursa does not trust Chris Ballard, and rightfully so. Chris Ballard's 45-53-1. I mean, he gets all these awards as being the nicest guy to agents, to the media, but their drafts have been horrible. Their player development has been non-existent. Players have regressed, including Quentin Nelson. And frankly, we'll take um, the head coaching, they're on their fifth head coach. I'm probably going too long for you guys, but they're on their fifth no, no, head coach no. for crying out loud. We'd like to I mean, trade with Chris yeah, Ballard. Can, can I get... Quentin Nelson and the fourth, yeah. maybe DeForest pick. Buckner. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, like, yes. I give you. Yeah, you mean, let's work 100%. out a deal. Do, do you believe? Here's what I'm willing yeah. to give you. You're okay, yeah. I'm willing to give you the contract because DeForest Buckner, he's fine, but he's always hurt and he's always whining. So you can have DeForest Buckner and a Quentin Nelson, a generational guard, and the fourth pick. And in my world, with the Colts, I just want the number one pick. That's it. Give Who would you draft? Who would you draft? Well, I would have to figure that out between – I'm now drafting Will Levis. I did a thing on my Outkick show about guys that move up, quote, move up in the draft, like your guy Trubisky. Mm. And all of a sudden, hey, look, he's really moving up in the draft. And guys that you traded for this year, when you look at Deshaun Watson or Matt, Matt Ryan or Russell Wilson or Marcus Mariota, all the guys, and they all stunk. You know, so I've got to figure out in my mind between C.J. Stroud and I got to figure out Bryce whether Young. Bryce Young. Yeah, yeah I, I, I saw Bryce Young in person against Tennessee two years ago. Uh, and by the way, what a great place to go to a game, Alabama. Holy hell! But and I thought he was so good. But you know, he's he's no bigger than the dog that I have here that's going to get ready to bark at me. He's a little guy, and I don't know if he can hang in there. You know what? What? How'd you know? Anyway, How'd you know? He made him. Did you make the dog that's bark? A right that's at a dog each day. Yeah. Trek. I, 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 you know, ever since, ever since, um, I, I, I've got this ESPN, ESPN or ESP, whatever it is, it, whatever it is. It ain't um, ESPN. You used to have yeah. ESPN. Yeah, now it's ESPN. I used to have you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, but that's, I'd do that. I, let me ask you this, because a guy came on my show today and said, hey, look, uh, I love Justin Fields. But I'd make that trade and take Justin Fields. No. I'd give you all that. You keep number one pick and give us Justin Fields. No, we don't. No, no. he's no. Right, Bryce Young scares me size wise. Right? Yeah, I, I think Justin. Look, I don't think anybody should fairly judge Justin as a passer until they surround him with a right. better a better cast of characters. But I mean, he's got a ways right. to go for sure. But still on a rookie deal. Uh, yeah, I would build around because Danny. Like, look, if you had Trevor Lawrence in this year's draft, a different conversation. I don't think any of the three right. guys that are available, or they're not to me. They're not more appealing than, than what we have with Field. So. Well, well, let me ask you this for, for the Colts. Do you think that the three guys that you have in the draft are more appealing um, than the trinity of evil of Sam Ellenberg or whatever his name is, uh, Matt Ryan, and or Nick Foles? Uh, Nick Foles? Well, the funny thing, no, absolutely not. I don't, I don't want any of those guys. But Ballard was out there last week saying he'll do anything that he has to yes. do to get to the quarterback. So, like, we're sitting here in Chicago going, Licking our chops. let's go. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Let's trade. Well, Ballard is, oh, boy. Ballard is a politician. I've told you this before. When you everybody have. says he's great, he's a politician. He, he he has said, and he can't, I mean, I don't care what you're doing, you can't live scared. He has said, look, if I draft the wrong quarterback, he said this three straight years, if I draft the wrong quarterback, y'all going to run me out of town. Now, this ain't Chicago. This isn't Philly. This isn't New York. Nobody's running nobody out of town here. These guys, our media, this is true, our print media ch- exchanges gifts 
with the head coach of the Colts. I mean, we're we're so Ballard's like, hey man, you guys will run me out of town, and I'm sitting there going, okay, who who's gonna run you out of town? Like, you know. So I would fleece Ballard if I was Chicago. Um, all right, last thing I know you guys. By the way, no, 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 Danny, I would like to just point this out. We've had yeah. we've been talking now. The only reason I mention this because I want to put it in context. Let's say let's just say we've been talking now for 15 minutes. Think about this. We're only a fourth of the way into Jim Irsay's uh, time in the bathroom with Josh McDaniels on the couch. And it already feels long. Can you believe hey. that? Like an hour? Really? We got 45 more. <laughs> what, like, what is he doing in there? Give me a courtesy flush at least. I mean, Aren't you find mind, the glade. If Josh, always, always find the glade. You can't walk out of there. You know, you got. I, I did that once. Just true story. I was playing golf, eighth hole. I had to go bad. It was at the Bloomington Country Club. People were sitting. It was a Sunday morning. I go, hey. They go, hey, Dan, how you doing? I go, I'm great. I go, but can I use your bathroom? So yeah, come on around. So I came around the house, went in, and I whoa, mean, whoa, I whoa, dropped. Whoa, 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 whoa! Uh, you're on the course, and you're going into a person's house, not the clubhouse. Yeah, I had a, it was like a hole. I had to go. Yeah, no, no, no. I had, I had to, had to. You knocked so, on somebody's door at that house on the yeah. course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they, said, yeah, they were on the back porch. Like, hey, Danny, how you doing? I'm good. Hey, can I use your crapper? And they're like, yeah. So I get, no way. <laughs> I swear to God, awesome I get in the move. house, and they're like, hey, we're going to church. Just lock up. Oh Who's no. <laughs> yeah, swear to God. Swear to God. You're, you're how long were you in there? hour and I, I know i was in there long enough that i blew it up and and i searched <laughs> I, I felt i felt bad going, i felt bad going through the going through the you know the the, the underneath the sink yeah, and i found the glade or whatever and i had a spray pretty nice and i locked it up and went back and spray finished my, nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. you guys still like an eberflus eberflus still good yeah, How's the i mean, like, we, yeah, we don't know yet we tell. don't we don't know i mean yeah. it's it's tough to look at Dable. It's tough to look at uh, Doug Peterson and say, we got it right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll get back to you on yeah. that one. Yeah. But, yeah. but, all right, we'll yeah. discuss the trade and we'll get back to you, okay? We may ask for another 40, pick. Yeah. 45 more minutes and then yeah. Jimmy get off the pot. <laughs> Danny, <laughs> we love you. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. Thanks, guys. See, we'll you see you later. Dan Dockich, one of our friends. You thought he was saying he was going into the clubhouse. That's what oh, I thought initially. He's a hole away. I know. All you have to do is drive up, right. the, up the eighth green. Hole. You're up the rest of the eighth hole, yeah. all the way up the ninth, and then boom, you're at the clubhouse. Yeah. You're going in someone's house, right. and then they're going to church, and yeah. you're locking up. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. Couldn't do that here. No, I find like and listen. I know Danny's had a lot of these stories in Indianapolis, and they all check out. And that's just one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. Like, because I can tell you, he mentioned recruiting. Had anybody come into my parents' house, our house, when I was a senior in high school on a recruiting visit and gone into the bathroom, which I'm sure there have that happened. If anyone had stayed in my in our house's bathroom for an hour. Look, the NFL is a league where they do dumb, stupid tests. What do they ask you all the time at the combine? There was an an NFL personnel guy. Who is asking about somebody's mom, even if they're still like a 
What was this? But with Des this Bryant. This was with Des Bryant, yeah. You know, like, think about all the stuff. But would you rather be a dog or a cat? What do you do when the light turns yellow? Do you speed up or do you slow down? I think Jim Irsay was playing a game with him and wanted to see how he would react. No. This is the dumbest this, game on the face of the planet. Th- this is the you land of lock myself in your, in your toilet for an hour game? How are you going to react, coach? What you got? What's the right answer? How else? I don't know. I'm not a crazy person. Maybe. How else? How else do you... What else are you doing for an hour in the bathroom? I don't know, but okay, if this is the test, this is what I... I'm knocking on the door to ask him if he's okay, which would show that I'm compassionate. Yes. So I will will be compassionate with my players, but I'm also going to be stern. And I'm not just going to let it go. Right. I like I don't think you let someone just stay in the bathroom with an hour without doing a check. I think being assertive tells Mr. Ursay to light a match. Like, hey, uh, Mr. Ursay, everything okay there? Do you need anything? I'm okay. I mean, like, what if he passed out? I know what, that's what that's, what, 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 what this, is why, not, this is why I'm not buying the whole testing part of this. That's the dumbest test I've ever heard it, in my it life. It truly is. Yeah. It's stupid. Like, be, but he's a weirdo. He just hired a guy off the set from Get Up, <laughs> right? No, I know it was an odd but, hire. But what else? Sure. What else makes sense other than that? Get, you come up with oh, another. Yeah, no, I don't. That doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. That's what I mean. None of it makes sense. Like, if you need to make a phone call, you don't go into the bathroom. You step outside. You know what? I got to take it. This is a personal call. I'm going to go out in the driveway. Of course. If you're on the phone, you just step out of the bathroom. And you go, hey, guys, I got to burn business. See, this is, this is like you have, you have let, an me, office? let me give you an example. If you got to take a phone call, you don't go into the bathroom for an hour. The same way if you have to take a, a, a deuce, <laughs> you don't go in the driveway. Or an office. Or an office. Yes. Exactly. Yes. This and, is one of the weirdest stories sane, I've heard. And any sane person who's already picked Josh McDaniels wouldn't give him a bathroom test. But it, he's that. weird. I know, but I he's different. I don't know what this. I don't know what that's, the right answer is. But that's only, not. A, that's my theory. Can't be a test. I've landed on that. Can't be a test. Well, what was the test for Frank Reich? Did Frank let him sit in his bathroom for an hour and a half? Frank was just like, cool, this is good, I'll Maybe, do whatever. Uh, we'll have to ask the new coach if, if the bathroom thing happens. 312-332-3776 if you want to react to Dan Dockich. Um, all right. You, you said you had a baseball story. I have some Cubs optimism for Cubs fans. Something Shocking. To, I have something to re- Oh, don't tell. Don't paint me as a Cubs homer now all of a sudden. All I said was shocking. You know, like all offseason, you're like your baseball team. Uh, they're not going to sign anybody. All I they're said not going to sign anybody. They're not going to sign anybody. I've got something to read for you. You said you had a baseball story, too, that you I do. All right, we'll trade. Uh, if you want to react to anything on your mind, 312-332-3776. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Don't forget, tomorrow we start the weekend with you out to Twin Peaks in Oak Brook Terrace. Hope to see you there. One of our favorite spots, 2 to 6. 
Also be with Meller and Jake. When's we'll the last time Meller was with us at a remote? It's been, been a while. A, it's been a while, yeah. So uh, we'll have a, a great crew, and we hope to see you uh, to start uh, your weekend. Again, that's Twin Peaks, Oakbrook Terrace, 2-6. to six. Bulls win, guys. A nice win. Thrilling victory for Waddle. It was. It was good. I'll tell you what happened here in a minute. Bulls win 126-108 to 108 in Paris. As a, a usually against these bad teams like Detroit, the Bulls have, uh, have let it slip. And uh, today was a, a game that they've led from the outset. and Got Clark back. Yeah, and they closed it out nicely. They never really let up in this game. So it was a nice win after a few days off. And, you know, they did some sightseeing around Paris. And one of their players got engaged. There was no letdown, so it was a nice win for the Bulls. And they climbed uh, to four games under five hundred. Yeah, that's where they've been, like five under, four under. Um, nice balance uh, in the scoring. Zach Levine with thirty, Demar with twenty six, uh, Vooch with sixteen and fifteen. He also added six assists. Vooch has played well recently. Yes, time to trade him. Right, it is time to trade him. Stock high. Free agent. Why would you keep him? I wouldn't. If, you, if you're not going to blow it up, blow it up. Get what you can for guys that teams who may need a center, may need some players. Even if it's a late round, first round pick, fine. Any more video of Lonzo Ball running? Um, that was an interesting video you showed me. Yeah, they, he put it on his Instagram. There yeah. was him dunking. He was on a treadmill. What was that? There were like three or four slides. I, all I saw was the running on the treadmill. And that, like, I, like some people took it as good, but man, it looked like a man running with a limp. Yeah, and and uh, look, I I don't haven't I didn't watch a ton of Lonzo. I, I mean, I'd see him in highlights and stuff, but I hadn't seen a ton of Lonzo play prior to being a bull. And then he's he's he didn't play that long before the injury. I don't know what his his natural gait is in terms of running. But, yeah, when you, you showed me the video, I was like, that looks like a guy who's limping as he runs. Didn't it look that way to you, that's too? What it, that's why I showed it to you. Yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't take – there were some people who took the Lonzo jumping and dunking off the two feet as a, a positive sign. Yeah. And when I then scrolled through it and saw him running, quote, running on the treadmill, I didn't take that as good sign. I didn't either. It looked like a guy that was – but again, maybe that's maybe that's how he runs. I don't know. It, but it looked like somebody that was partially limping while they were running. Yeah. Do you know what Zach Levine is averaging for the month of January? Or we're two-thirds through the month now. 32 points a game. You're close. He's averaging 29.1 points per game and 47% shooting from the floor uh, and 40% shooting from three-point land. 87% from the foul line. I'll say this as well. I, I find him to be a more willing contributor on defense recently, yeah. too. Yeah, the look, effort's been better. Look, he started very poorly. Like, in the month of December, he only averaged 20.5 points per game. In December, he up back to 24.5 points per game. Uh, and then this month, he's averaging 29.1%. Uh, a twenty nine point one points per game. Right, it's more like it. That's what. Yeah. That's why you're paying Zach that. 
30 today, 27 last game, 25, 38, 27, 36, 41. If not for the 13-point game uh, against Brooklyn, that's really the only down game he's had this month. The rest of the games are all pretty pretty good games in this month. They find themselves at, what, 20 and 24? I yeah, I mean it's still I, I just very don't, disappointing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I just don't think there's a run in them. Like I don't think we're to do any. Like no, no. Uh, uh, so tell everyone about your. Uh, I, I don't like. We all like to complain about the bad beats, and too uh, often we don't. We've had them. We've we, all had them. Yeah. So Waddle was complaining already that he was going to suffer a bad beat. Well, I had a six leg parlay again. My classic two dollar bet. I had the Bulls on the money line. I had over DeMar, 23.5 points. Check, check. Zach over 23.5 points. Check. DeMar over 3.5 assists. Check. Bogdanovich with two or more threes. Check. Over 13.5 points from Ivy. And he had 13. 13 with a minute to go. And then he, he, then he and I go, look, it's not over yet. They're going to keep shooting because they're down like 20 here. And Ivy goes to the hoop. And he hoists one up, and he didn't, <laughs> didn't even come anything. close. Didn't hit anything. Didn't come close. And Waddle's complaining. He's like, this is what happens. This is how Waddle loses his bets. Yeah. Half point here. Just like this. I go, look, the Bulls came down. They scored. One of the Bulls' reserves scored mm-hmm. quickly with 20 seconds left. He's still got one more possession here. And when you know that they get the ball to him, he shoots a last-second three, and he makes it. Victory. And Victory! Turn two dollars into twenty four dollars. That's how you do it. He got a last second three point shot from Jaden Ivy. Usually, I've got a certain team getting enough points, and then next thing you know, they go through the whole Stanford band lateral thing, and at the last minute, they end up not covering. I've been on the wrong end of that twice this past year. So remember, when the next time you complain about a bad beat, remember you got the thrilling victory. I got a thrilling victory on my resume right now. It evens out. Not really. Not always, no, yeah. no, there's been more bad beats than thrilling victories. Okay, true. Sean on the south side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Sean? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, glad you guys pivoted to the Bulls. I just wanted to speak on that real quick. Uh, as far as with AK, I think I think they had a vision with the team, and that vision centered around Lonzo Ball. Um, last year, man, we were on fire before he got hurt. Um, I, I I thought that we were going to surprise people in the playoffs, and I, I'm bringing that up to say um, I, I'm I'm a little um, concerned with Ball because if he if he's unable to come back as he was, this team was constructed for him to be the centerpiece. Um, it, it's not going to work. That being said, I also want you guys to look up something for me. You guys probably talked to Kendall Gill last year, bro. I literally was watching the game. I think it was doing a post-game show or something like that. And Kendall Gill said, he said, hey, the Bulls are humming right now. They're looking good, surprising people. He said the only thing that can uh, go wrong for the Bulls is an injury to Lonzo Ball. Hmm. And I promise you guys, it was like a month later, three weeks, a month later, Ball got hurt, bro. And I just want you guys to ask Kendall Gill about it or look at an old show because it happened. And it was yeah. like, man, it was jinxing them just mm. like with a field goal kicker. I'm going to hang up and listen to you guys you, like always. You take care take of care. the jinx. Yeah, there's no such thing as that. Jinx. I, listen, though, I have been one that is, I, I thought, look, you bring in DeMar and you've got Zach. It's hard to say that Lonzo Ball is the most important player on your team. But for what they were trying to do, 
which was play faster. He's one of the better backcourt defenders, isn't he? I mean, like one of the better on-ball defenders in the league prior to getting hurt. He's their best on-ball defender. And playing with pace and shooting 40% from behind the arc. I don't believe he will solve all their issues. And I don't believe that they're a championship contender with him. But there's a lot of validity to a lot of the stuff that he's saying. Who's, do they really even have a point guard no, without him? No. Like, they have an over-the-hill point guard coming off their bench. And then they have a bunch of combo guards who try to play point guard, but no one's a true point guard. No. Not only is he a true point guard, he, he like you said, he makes them play with pace. Uh, they get up and down the floor with him. They're he's a different one of the team best, with him. He's one of their best three-point shooters. Yeah. He's their best on-ball defender. Like, he brings a lot to the table for them that makes them go. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't think they're a top-four team in the East if he's healthy, but you're not the 10th seed yeah. if he's healthy. You're right, yeah. But now, I mean, now now what can you depend on? Like, when he does come, if and when. Like, it's been a, over a year since he's played. Now we're getting into territory where what is he going to look like even when he does come back? Yeah. Is he even going to uh, uh, take off where he left off, you know? So I I wanted to read you this um, on the baseball front. Oh, nice. If you want to weigh in on some um, on some of the Bulls who won today, or football or anything on your mind, three one two three three two three seven seven six. I promised you this. Jeff Passan came out with an article yesterday. Jeff Passan's 2022-2023 MLB free agent takeaways. Did you know every big name free agent is off the board? I assumed that that was the case. So, like, baseball is in a healthy spot right now. I forgot what the total number is. Passon wrote up about it. I've got the article in front of me right here on all they spent. All of baseball? Yeah. Uh, this was part of my article, and the, the top paragraph is, The Dodgers were hit with a $32 million luxury tax for the second straight season among six teams paying a penalty as baseball payrolls rebounded after the lockout to a record $4.56 billion. So the Major League Baseball payrolls are at $4.5 billion. Well, it, he wrote here that teams have guaranteed players a record $3.8 billion this winter. Like, that's what was handed out this winter. Um, and he, uh, among his top ten things, under item number five, he had some sub-items. And it says free agency is not just about who spent the most, at least. So here are some superlatives for approaches that stood out. One of the superlatives that he handed out. The sneaky big step forward award goes to, as hard as it might be to believe, the Cubs have spent more than $300 million this winter and signed more new players than any other team. Though the Mets signed more free agents, three of them were rejoining the team. Seven of Chicago's eight signings played elsewhere last year. Chicago spread around its wealth, too. About half that money went to shortstop Dansby Swanson and the rest to a center fielder, a catcher, a couple of starting pitchers, some relief help. Chicago was actively bad last year. It should be far less so this year, especially when you look at what the rest of the National League Central has, or rather, hasn't done. Milwaukee uh, landed a coup in a trade, acquiring all-star catcher William Contreras for a prospect. But the Brewers 
have been the second lowest spending team in free agency, a winter tradition in Milwaukee. Hmm. St. Louis didn't lose much, but aside from Contreras' brother Wilson signing a five-year deal, the Cardinals didn't gain a lot either. Are the Cubs going to win the division? Probably not. Is their opportunity to compete real? Much more real than a couple of months back. So Jeff Passan handing out yeah, they're a, a better baseball team. And, and like uh, one of the sneaky, like, uh, again, like, it, it, and I know you were teasing a lot too, but when the dust settled, I think the Cubs, like when you add, especially when you add in the uh, Mancini move, like if Mancini's your centerpiece, you don't get excited. But when Mancini is the cherry on top of the Sunday. After all you acquired, and he's like almost a bonus at the end, you're like, you know what? They had a they had a productive free agency, and now if some of the young guys can produce, and if Ian Happ can take another step after last year, and Nico Horner could take another step, and if Seiya can be uh, better than he was last year in his second season in the states, you may have something, at least a start of something. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it's better than not nothing for sure. A lot of that money or some of that money is Bellinger, right? So the hope is is right. that he's yeah, going to regain sure. form. Hosmer is part of that money as well, right? Right. Well, you've got three guys to play first base now. Yeah. You have a prospect. You have a replacement-level player that you're not paying a lot for in Hosmer. Right. And you have Trey Mancini who could play first in DH for you, who's looking to get more of his power back after only 18 homers last year. More than what the, the team on the south side did. Yeah, and, and like your pitching is better, and the, you're in the second half of the year, you pitched well anyway. Like, again, I look, what are my hopes? My hope is for a winning record. My hope this year is for an enjoyable 84 win season and for by the end of the year, some of the young guys showing you that Brennan Davis can play, the- that Pete Crow Armstrong can come up and show that he can belong, that. At the end of the year, Matt Mervis shows you that he is a legit first baseman for your team. And that Dansby Swanson has become the leader of your yeah. team and is continuing to play at a high level that he showed you he would play at this past and year. Some too. Your, and some of your pitching prospects come forward. And then in next year's offseason, then you could add more free agency and you go out in 2024 and you compete for the NL Central Championship. I've got some Mervis news for you here, too, oh, Sylvie. You want some woo, Mervis news? Yeah. You All know right. it. We've got the MLB Pipeline first baseman prospect rankings. All right. Where yep. do you think Matt Mervis ranks among first B- base minor prospects? Pro- first base prospects? Yes. He's just one word, dreamy. Number two or three. Oh, all right. You're going to be let down here. He comes in at number four. Well, it's close. Yeah. Is it two or three? It was four. But I, I just feel like you think of Matt Mervis, right, and like his his origin story with the Cubs, like you'd have thought, okay, you'd be happy if he was a seventh or eighth prospect for a first baseman in baseball. But we're sitting on the, the fringe of spring training here. He's a number four prospect for a first baseman. I think that makes you feel a little bit better. Well, look at, look again, like look at the production from last year. The production last year on all levels of the minor leagues, he had 35 homers, drove in well over 100. Like, I know it was only one year, but when Luis Robert went through the system from 1A, from single A all the way through triple A, people were excited. I'm excited over what Mervis can provide. Hope he's legit. Let's do this. By the way, when we come back, we got to take Tom's call. 
something uh, something that's related to the oh, conversation okay. we had with with Ursay about Ursay with Dan Dodd. Okay, then Mike Tarico is going to join us coming up at five o'clock. Uh, he will talk to us about what the Bears have done. What does he think about the new team president? What does he think about Justin Fields? How many Sunday night football games are the Bears going to get? So Tarico is going to join us at five. Bulls won in Paris today, 126 to 108. Getting ready for the NFL weekend. Great uh, slate of action all weekend. We'll talk to Mike Tarico here in about uh, 10 minutes. A little less than that. Tomorrow we're going to be out at uh, Twin Peaks in Oakbrook Terrace. Hope to see you there. Want to take Tom in his car. Tom, you're on ESPN 1000 with Waddle and Sylvie. What's up, Tommy? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, three quick things. First of all, big fan of the show. Thank you. Second of all, uh, Tommy, I was honored to be the pre-commercial tease, so thank you for that. That was you awesome. You got that as well. And then third, the main reason I'm calling is, uh, Sylvie, I think your take on the Jim Ursay story was spot on. Uh, I, I think it was some sort of bizarre past. Uh, I don't know what he was looking for, why he did it, but the reason I say that is I had somewhat of a similar experience Many years ago, I had a job interview. I was in an embassy suite, and the hiring manager uh, and I were sitting there, and about 20 minutes into the interview, the phone rings. He takes the call, and he proceeds to have a conversation in front of me for about 15 minutes of the interview. It was the strangest thing I ever saw. I, I, I thought it would be a quick, you know, hey, I'm in an interview. i got to hang up. No, he just sat there, had a conversation, and then got back to the interview as if nothing had happened. It was really bizarre, and again, not not exactly the same, but similar yeah, he didn't go into the bathroom for an hour, did he, Tom, to, ta- <laughs> no, to have that conversation? No. no, it was really, it was very bizarre. That is weird, and though. Fr- yeah, frankly, you know, he didn't respect my time. And I did get a job offer, but I did not accept. I was not interested. Oh wow! Just like Josh yeah, McDaniel, put you off. Yeah. Good stuff, Tom. Thanks, yeah. Tom. People, people right. do weird. There are, there's weird stuff. The NFL people are weird. The, I'm weird. The, the the NFL is weird. Yes. The NFL, the way they guard secrets. The NFL, what they test people for at that combine. The interview questions. What they when they want someone to play defensive line, what they ask them yeah. is stupid. That combine, which we hope to be at this right, year. Sure. Yeah. But, but like, I, I'm sure in some crazy way, Jim Ursay was trying to put Josh McDaniels through a bathroom test. And that in itself do is you the, ask one her, of the do oddest. We ask, do we ask Tariko this, or is he too good for this He's conversation? He's too good for that conversation. Do you really? Uh, probably. The, if it goes well, let's ask him at the end. We can ask him at the end. If he, what are his thoughts on what his former yes. TV partner, right. Dan, Dan Dockage, was reporting was that part he of may, the reason why Josh McDaniels backed out was this. Yes. He may not want to touch it because he is a part of the league's broadcast, yeah. and Jim Merce is a powerful owner. Just honor. a couple of dopes. Yes, yes. All right, so Mike Tirico will join us next. What does he think about the Kevin Warren hiring? Do the Bears have a quarterback in Justin Fields? We talk to the best of the best with Mike Tirico coming up next.